Speakers Corner, Broadcast and Podcast. Time is a gift. How are you spending yours? Over the average lifespan of 80 years, people will spend 20 years sleeping and 18 years watching television. That's almost half your life. When you consider the time you spend shopping, driving, eating and working, what's left? What priorities are most important to you today? What priorities will be most important to you tomorrow? What if you only had a year to live? A month? A week? One day? What if you only had three minutes to live? What would be most important to you then? Throughout this outreach radio series called Three Minutes to Live, you'll be on the streets with our TCC radio reps listening to real-time gospel conversations and learning how to witness with urgency. We are all just one heartbeat away from eternity. Where will you spend yours? Well, let's get this show on the road and find out. In the studio and on the street with the Cross Current Radio Show. All right, good evening, folks. My name is Chris, and we are speaking tonight with Neil and Brandon. Not Neil Armstrong, though. He just corrected me on that. And, and so just to get to know you guys a little bit, are you guys from around here? Uh, yeah. Okay, so what about you, Neil? I was born in Montreal and moved here when I was three, so I've been living here for 13 years. So, Okay, cool. Are you guys in school? Are you guys uh, taking anything right now? Uh, yeah, I'm taking world history, uh, university level, and I'm also taking Canadian history and politics at a college level. Right on. What about you, Neil? Uh, I'm taking a whack load of courses. Uh, math, science, biology, you know, the whole whack, French. Yeah. Okay. Right on. So, like I said, we're, we're a spiritual speaker's corner, a broadcast and podcast. And we're doing a series called Top Priorities. In terms of your guys' top priorities, what would you class as to be your top priority? Let's start with you, Randon. Hockey. Hockey, okay. okay. It's all hockey. Okay, can you just elaborate on that a bit? Playing hockey, watching hockey, living hockey. Okay, cool. Cool, there you go. So, hockey, hockey. Right on, what about you, Neil? Probably being successful. I rap a little, you know, getting the lyrics out there and stuff. So, you know, yeah, get my name out. Cool, cool. So you do, so, do some music, eh? Do some rapping, right on. You want to try a little? Not right now. <laughs> okay, no problem, man, no problem. All right. So in terms of uh, top priorities, this is going to take a little bit of a different twist. Um, let's say you were someone who had th- uh, three minutes left to live. Let's say you're in that scenario. How would you feel about that if, if you had maybe three minutes left to live? What would be you guys' top priorities? I know that's a pretty heavy question, but would that maybe change your priorities a bit? Let's hear from you first, Brandon. If I only had about three minutes left to live, I think I would spend about 30 seconds tying up my skates, uh, about a minute you know, skating around on the ice, just feeling puck. Yeah, maybe really. 30 seconds to score a goal, and uh, 30 seconds to have a celebration. Wow, it hasn't changed. <laughs> okay, we'll go with you, Neil. I'd spit some next lyrics and then uh, have a good message for the people that are listening. Okay, okay, interesting. Can you elaborate a bit more on the... You said you'd have a good message. Like, Can you just elaborate a bit more on that there, Neil? 
live life to the fullest. Live in the moment. When your time comes, your time comes. So. Okay. Okay. You agree with that, there, Brandon? Oh yeah, completely. Okay. Cool. Right on. So, um, and and so basically, you said like you you guys understand that there's there's good and there's there's bad. What would you, what would in terms you think if there's an afterlife, if there's a, a, a place where good people go, do you think there's a terms a terms of a place where bad people might go to versus good people? What, just kind of, I want to get you guys take on that a little bit. We'll start off with you, Brandon. I kind of believe that there is some mistakes that you know people should be allowed to have a second chance at, uh, and for that you know that uh, part of reincarnation might be a good idea. Give them a second chance, although. Some mistakes I feel some people might, you know, have to suffer a little bit. But um, I think all in all, it's going to have to wait and see what happens. So Okay. So you just want to wait and see what happens. But, but you do, I'm just trying to flush out a little bit. You think that there's sort of a sense of, of right and, and wrong in that, like, some people that do bad things might get lesser degree of, of rewards versus a higher degree. Like that's, that's just kind of what I'm trying to flush out of you. I would just say that I'm not 100% sure if there's a good or bad place to go, but if there is, then I would say, yeah, the rewards might be balanced a little differently depending on how people live their lives. Okay, interesting. Okay, thanks for that, Brandon. We're going to go with you now, Neil. Uh, can you just elaborate a bit on that? It all depends on what your view of bad and good is. Some people, everyone makes mistakes in their life. No one lives a perfect life, but if you look back and say oh maybe I shouldn't have done that then you should get another chance unless you are a purely evil person then therefore it just it matters what you've done okay interesting so you say if you're it matters kind of what you what you do on the basis where whether you're going to go to somewhere good or bad now I'm a I'm a Christian okay so so let's say that let's go with the heaven okay what do you think would be the standard for someone to get to heaven how do you think we would get there? Do you think there's some sort of standard? Do you want to just kind of elaborate on that? We'll start with you, Neil. I'd say someone who lived their life to the fullest and never wished harm upon others. Someone that they lived a life that they didn't wish harm upon anyone and they helped others anytime they could. And someone that basically helped. Okay. Okay. Hey, th- thanks, Neil. We're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go with you, Brandon. Just can you uh, add some thoughts to that? All right. Well, I'd just like to say initially that I'm not Christian. Not being. Um, I'm not trying to insult anybody or anything. I just have my own set of views. Um, if I do feel that there was some regulations to make it to certain places, I would say uh, if you were a Christian and you you do believe in he- uh, heaven and hell that um, a certain form of living, such as Martin Luther King in the 15th century, with ideas of living life uh, fullest to the uh, Ten Commandments, and as well as the original scripture of the Holy Bible, I feel that um, that would be a better set of regulations to live by to make it to that. Uh, Heaven is based on uh, ideals presented within the Bible, so following the Bible and the ideas that they tell you to that make it to heaven would be the best set of ideas. Wow, I, that's, that's very good. I, I, and, and so the question I'm going to ask you guys next, and I'm going to start with you, Brandon. 
do you think that if there's a heaven, do you think that you guys would be good enough to get there? Like, just kind of touch on that. What do you think? I think that um, saying there is a heaven, if there is, then uh, I have lived my life. Honestly, I have supported my friends, my friend, my family. I do not lie. I do not cheat. I do not steal. Um, I do not kill, and I do not harm. So I feel that by these regulations, although I have messed up a few times, um, nothing major, but I feel that I would be allowed to be in heaven. Okay. Okay. What about you, Neil? Well. Everybody messes up. It's kind of hard not to in this world, but I feel that the way I live, I do live, as I said, I don't judge people on what they've done. I try to help people. I listen to them and all that. So I feel that I could make it there if Christian, you know, God is an understanding person. He would say, yeah, you can come in. You've been on the street with the Cross Current Radio Show. We'll get you back for the conclusion of the conversation in a few. But first... Here's how you can partner in the gospel with us. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current. Will you help hear H-E-A-R at home with us? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to equip more Christians online and to engage more non-Christians on air, we need your support to pray Give and go with us. Visit helphere.ca. Here's something I would just want you guys to think about. Um, you had mentioned, Brandon, about the Ten Commandments yes. as God's standard, and, and it's interesting you brought that up because in our Canadian justice system, our laws are actually built off of the Ten Commandments. Yes. I'm not sure if you guys were aware of that or not. So if we, if we, go, if we go with those standards, the standard of the Ten Commandments... One of them says, I think it's number nine says, you shall not lie. And the question I'm going to ask you guys, and I'm going to take this test too, is how many lies do you think you've told over the whole course of your life? I would say over the course of my whole life, including while I was younger and uh, a little less mature, I'd say I might have lied every once in a while to my parents, like, I want a cookie, you know. I haven't had a cookie already, but I want another cookie kind of thing. I'd say I've lied like that a little bit. Um, however, at this point in my life, uh, as a mature adult, I do the most... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't remember the word I'm looking for, but I try as hard as possible to not lie. I feel that it is uh, is a form of stealing. It is stealing the truth from others. So, okay. That's commendable. Now, what about you, Neil? How many lies do you think you've told in the, in the entire course of your life? And I'm, and I'm actually talking about white lies, every kind of lie here. I've told my fair share, but I try to be a straight-up person. Big things especially, I will be straight-up about. I will tell a person honestly what I think. But I try not to keep things from people, and I usually try to tell the truth. But white lies... I have told a couple. Good. So, if somebody lied to you, what would you call that person? Didn't matter what kind of lie they told. What would you call that person if they if they lied to you? What do you think, Brandon? I think it would depend on the circumstances of the lie. Uh, if it was a lie to uh, exploit me or reap the advantages of 
lying to me, then I would not consider them uh, a truthful person. I would not consider them a friend or a family member. However, if uh, if it was a lie, uh, maybe to keep me from being hurt at a certain point in time, then I might I might say that I could I can understand that and I could possibly forgive that, but it would take uh, a little bit of effort. Yes. Okay. Okay. So so what about you, Neil? What do you think? What would we like? What I'm trying to flush out here is what would we call someone? It doesn't matter what kind of lie they told. Let's go with a lie that was really intended to cover yourself when you did something wrong. What do you call someone who tells lies? Like I would I would probably call that a liar. What do you think about that? I'd call it untruthful person. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, what, just for the sake of of the show here, we'll call that a liar. There's another one that says you shall not steal. Now, have you guys ever stole anything regardless of value or worth? Yeah, I feel that I have. Um, when I was younger, again, uh, again, now I don't. I have not stolen anything, to be honest. Okay. So what about you, Neil? I have, but... I have a strict set of rules for it. Don't steal from people. Don't, like, if you're going to be stealing things, make sure it's something useful that you need. And don't steal from, directly from a person, because that's, that's straight up hurtful. But, but it's still, it's still, and just, like, you guys have been great to chat with, by the way. I really appreciate it. But it's still taking something that doesn't belong to you. So what would you call someone who steals something? What do we call someone who, who takes something that doesn't belong to them? Because, by the way, I've done that, too. Uh, like, I'm being honest here. I've, I've stolen things, too. And we'd say that's a thief, right? We'd say it's a thief. And we don't like to put it in those terms, but when we use the law, it kind of mirrors out how things actually look. I'm going to do one more. This one's a little bit more tricky. Now, one of, them, one of the commandments says, you shall not commit adultery. Now, Jesus says, whoever looks at a woman with lust has committed adultery in the heart. Have you guys ever looked at a woman with lust? I would definitely say I'm an adulterer. That's for sure. <laughs> you're busted. <laughs> I could just see by the expression on your face you're busted. What about you, Neil? I wouldn't say I'm an adulterer. I'd rather say I'm a human being because you look at a girl that looks good. I mean, you can't help but say, like, I wish I had that. But that's the type of thing that, you know, every guy goes through, man. Yeah. yeah. But it still doesn't, like Jesus says, it, it's the adultery of the heart. It still doesn't make it right. Okay? So... We looked at three of the Ten Commandments. We haven't looked at the other seven. On on that basis, God would see a liar, a thief, and a blasphemer. What do you think? Do you think it would be heaven or hell? Like, you you know where this is going. What do you think, Brandon? I would say if he looked at it and he was completely by the book uh, and very strict on his rules, he would say that's that's a hell-banished person. However, if... Uh, Jesus is the man that everybody says. I think that he would be more understanding. He would be able to look through all of the wrongs that have been committed and see if they were justified. Okay, so so what about you, Neil? What do you think? <laughs> Again, based if if he was going by the book, no, no, you know, letting it go or anything, I'd probably be going to hell too. But if God is the person that everyone says he is. He would be an understanding guy, and he would, okay. he'd probably understand. So Okay. So what's interesting to me is both of you guys would feel that God is a good and an understanding guy. So, so just 
going on that thought, guys, if let's go to a courtroom scenario. Let's say my friend Justin here, who's standing with me. This is Justin, by the way. If if he committed murder, let's say you guys had a really cl- close friend, like like maybe he Brandon. He maybe took out Neil. We, he didn't do that, by the way. But 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 here's the thing: if he did that and he was standing in front of a judge, would you want that judge to be just? Would you want that judge to be good? Well, that's at a point where you have to look at the morality of law. And um, he has, however, committed the crime. However, based on certain circumstances, such as if he was threatened uh, through death with a knife or a gun or something, there is uh, ways to step around that. Uh, okay. But let's, 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 go, let's go, Brandon. Let's go with the fact that he, he just did it because he wanted to he wanted just he wa- it wasn't for self defense it was blatant murder you'd want that judge to be just is that correct i want that i would want that judge to be by the book and it, that would be if it was for anybody if if my friend neil had murdered him as well i would have i would have wished the same uh, things upon neil as well that's right and, and but here, but here's here's the thing. Just I, I know you guys got to get going here, and I really appreciate you taking the time with us. But but here's the thing: if for a judge to be good, he needs to meet out justice. We all have a sense of justice. We we all have a conscience. Con means with, science means knowledge. We're with knowledge of the truth. You talked about morals, and and my question to that is: where do we get our morals from? Because we all uh, interpret things. Through truth, we all have a basis for truth. We all know that it's wrong to lie. We all know that it's right to do good things. We all know that when someone steals it, that's wrong, right? So, so here's the thing. God is a good and a just God, and, and he must punish our sin. In order for God to be good, he needs to punish our sin. Would that, would that concern you guys if you died and God gave you justice for, for your sin, that you'd end up in hell? Does that concern you? Does that concern you, Brandon? Well, first, I want to say uh, I think you've definitely taken a course in psychology. Um, you know, a lot of ways of mixing up questions. But uh, could you repeat the question again, though? Okay, so I was what I was saying is, in order for God to be good, He needs to be just. Okay, we've lied, we've lost, we've stolen, and He needs to. In order for Him to be just, He needs to punish our sin. All right. So if God is good and just, which he is. If you were to die tonight on the basis that he sees a liar, thief, and an adulterer, would it concern you that you'd end up in hell? Uh, to be honest, I wouldn't be concerned at all. Uh, again, like what I was saying before, it's kind of just, if it's my time, it's my time. Um, and whatever happens to me at that point is just up to whatever it's to whoever's decision where i go i again i haven't experienced death yet so i don't know who makes those decisions but to be honest i could not really care less okay so so just because you choose to believe something does that make it true like like here's the thing i'm just trying to wrap this up here we're we're almost we're almost there but if i was out on on the street and i yelled and screamed up and down that there's no such thing as trucks or buses, would that change the truth? Right? Because just because we believe something to be true doesn't mean it is truth, right? 
Okay, well, if you're, you know, put it in that perspective. That kind of, that kind of puts it in a different light. Yeah, See, here, here's the thing, here's the thing, guys. It doesn't matter what we believe about whether. I just, can I share with you, do you have any idea what God did? Just for, do you have any, do you guys have any idea what God did? Uh, if you're using it in that perspective as saying that you're screaming up and down about there's no buses, you could also turn that to the perspective of, of religion because although they say there has been figures in religion who have come and saved and whatnot, um, it's truly a belief. So you could also say that the belief is just somebody waving their arms up and down and just throwing nonsense in the air. So. It's it's hard to actually answer that question. We we could say that, but but my question to that would be, where do you get your truth from? What is your standard of, of truth apart from God? And I I could I could go down the road with with you guys and that, but I just I want to for okay, the sake of time I want to wrap do you wrap this up. Do you guys know what God did? What about you, Neil? Do you have any idea what God did? <laughs> um. I know he gave up his son for us, uh, if you're looking at it that way. Um, he's, he lo- watches over us and that sort of thing. I, like, personally, I don't believe in him, but for those that do, he seems like a chill guy. He watches over us. He makes sure we don't do bad things. You know? okay. okay, so here's, here's the thing, guys. If you had, um, let's say you had three minutes left to live. I'm going to share with you in a minute what I would tell you. You know, the Bible says that the wages for our sin is death. Just like I earn a wage at my job, I deserve death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So how many times have you sinned, whether it's by lying, lusting, stealing, or hating, or using God's name in vain? Because every time that we've done that, it's, it means we've sinned against the holy God, alienating ourselves from Him. Even our thinking is against Him. Which means we'll face a second death, which is eternity in the lake of fire. But here's the good news. I want to tell you about the good news. Jesus paid for your sins. And what I mean by that is Jesus, when he was on the cross, he took the wrath that we deserve, the punishment that we deserve for our sins. He took it on himself. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.21 that God made him who knew no sin to become sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And then it goes on to say that he died on the cross and he shed his blood and then he rose from the grave defeating sin and death just as the scriptures foretold that he would. So to be reconciled to God, we must repent, which means to stop and turn or to have a change of heart. And God will grant us eternal life and we'll spend forever with him in heaven. Guys, I really appreciate uh, you guys talking with me. Thank you so much. And you guys have a good night. Uh, you, you too. Personal. Uh, let's get personal. Uh. And make sure your faith a part of every day. Welcome to Let's Get Personal, a 60-second sample of personal witness training with the Cross Current. Christian, do you know that all conversations and confrontations about your faith come down to competing claims of authority? Like, who says? Well, because Jesus says that he has all authority, why not share Christ in his word as your source of authority and then compare theirs to him? That way, it's never you and your word that get the glory, but Jesus and his. And that's just a glimpse of how TCC can help you and your church normalize sharing Christ in all your personal relationships. Personal. For more uh, personal witness center training, visit thecrosscurrent.com.
this is Kirk Cameron, and you're listening to the Cross Current Radio Show. Hi, this is Corey McKenna, and you've been listening to Part 4 of 3 Minutes to Live on TCC Radio. If you're just joining us, this series is about urgency in the gospel. Non-Christians urgently hearing the gospel through Christians urgently sharing the gospel. And to stir that sense of urgency in our Christian listeners, I've been opening up God's Word at the end of each episode to share quick tips for being an everyday evangelist for Jesus Christ. Quick tip number one was live every day in light of eternity. Quick tip two was pray and read the word every day. Last time in part three, we were challenged to go and sow for God's glory. And here's quick tip four for being an everyday evangelist. Always be ready for the return of Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus shares his famous last words of commissioning for all his followers. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The Bible goes on to say that when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. In other words, don't just stand there, Christians. Get busy. Get busy being Christ's witnesses by going and preaching the gospel. Why? Because Jesus is coming back soon. I mean, let's hear this clear call to urgency by Christ himself. Of Christ's return, Matthew 24, 27 warns, For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. How does lightning come fast and furious, and so too will be the coming of Christ in these last days? And though verse 36 of that same passage in Matthew tells us that none of us know the day or hour, what we do know is that God warns us to always be ready for the return of Christ, because it's going to be very sudden. And that fact has got to motivate us to make the most of every day for evangelism. So that, as John says, when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. Christians, let's go and let's be Christ's witnesses together with urgency. So when the trumpet sounds and the Lord returns, we will all be found faithful in him. Well, that wraps up Three Minutes to Live on the Cross Current Radio Show. Thanks so much for listening. You can access this podcast online at tccradio.com and our discipleship site at thecrosscurrent.com. Until next time, I'm Corey McKenna in the studio and on the street, keeping the cross current in our culture. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current. Will you help hear H-E-A-R at home with us? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to send me into the field full-time on July 1st, but to equip more Christians online and to engage more non-Christians on air, we need your support. To learn how to pray, give, and go with us visit helphere.ca. That's H-E-L-P-H-E-A-R dot C-A. 
We thank God for you and your partnership in His gospel.